This oh. is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hey. And best friend, Derek. Ho, ho. And you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Episode 113. Spooky. Ashley, <laughs> when the heck are we this week? Well, I feel like we've been losing touch with current events lately. Like, what is lately? Where are we? Like, what year are we in? What decade? Like, I don't even know. Um, but anyway, we're back in June of 1982 this week. Hallelujah. Summer is heating up and let's see what's happening in the world. <clears throat> crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. In, in sports. Is there a newspaper noise? Yeah. It just, but if it was like an automated sound, it was like crinkle. I just like opened it. Anyway, um, in sports, <laughs> it's showtime. Magic Johnson, the LA Lakers, beat the Philadelphia Sixers to win the 36th NBA Finals. Take that, Rocky. Damn. Ooh. Oh, shit. You get that reference? No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, From Philadelphia. Yeah, oh, right. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, also, our dear friend, President Reagan, is making the rounds. He popped by the Vatican to glad hand with Pope John Paul II. Then, in the same day, he's sitting up Windsor Castle to inspect troops with Queen Elizabeth II. Busy, busy boy. Oh, so exciting. Yep. Woo! <laughs> the troops walking by. This is when her hair was still brown. That in the it is still brown. Weird. She's still the queen. A lot Ooh, going on there. Yeah. <laughs> I put uh, the words inspect troops into Ashley's mouth because that's what it says in the description of the, of oh. the footage. So I don't yeah. know what that means, but they're sure inspecting the troops. So cool. good job. <laughs> Big day. I mean, the Vatican is in Italy and Windsor Castle, as far as I know, is in England. So I guess, wow, he, has a lot of travel. A, I guess he has a plane or something. Private yeah. pres presidential plane. If you will. What plane might that be, Derek? Uh, third. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a one in the name. Oh, uh, plane one. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Air Force <laughs> one. I'm glad that I got Ashley, dude. I like plane been... three. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of numbers, uh, Ashley, is anything showing at the multiplex oh, this week? There's a Star Trek movie, Star Trek <laughs> two. The Wrath of Khan. Any big Khan fans here? <laughs> I had to, I did some Khan research, um, some recon, if you will. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. it's all right. Uh, we're not, we're not huge Trekkies, but does anyone have a guess of what uh, Khan is? The villain who has, yeah, a but like, uh, my guess was going to be that it was like an alien race. I guess I was thinking of Klingons. Maybe. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of Klingons. Is Khan the Klingon. leader of the Klingons? Khan is an extremely intelligent and dangerous superhuman. So he looks like oh, Sting, shit. kind of. He's oh, got okay. long gray hair. Not like <laughs> Sting exactly, but um, like some kind Sting. of like glam rocker. Um, David Bowie. Yeah, more like Bowie movies. maybe. Um, so anyway. Let's not yeah. watch that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound that great. Okay. What well, else? Anything? What else? Yeah. What else we got? Well, 
there's this. Um, picture this. It's a little girl sitting in front of her TV. It's all black and white. And it's her hands on the TV. And it just says they're here. And the TV is in static. And it says poltergeist. It oh, that's the movie poster? Oh, yeah. You. What color is her hair? Uh, you can't tell because it's all oh. black and white and gray. Wow. So if it's platinum blonde, then it's surely going to be a creepy movie. It's, it's got to be platinum blonde. Then. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm in. Let's go. Same. Woo-woo. Don't adjust the television set. Your reception's fine, but in their new suburban home, the Freeling family has tuned into something beyond our world. Poltergeist. You'll never look at your television set the same way again. Poltergeist, a Steven Spielberg production, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you, check newspapers. Good thing I have a projector now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll that'll solve everything. Yeah, they don't come through projectors, I think. Wow. Um, Never look at a TV screen the same again. Oof. Or I I agree. I I haven't. Any static on a TV, I'll never see it the same. We're all a little stunned, and I mean, luckily, none of us have analog TVs yeah. and, and channels anymore that could possibly produce static. Oh wait, <laughs> what's that over my my shoulder? Oh, oh. just a little baby t- baby static TV. Yeah, <laughs> but for the most part, we don't even have a way to access static uh, in the modern age. In 1982, though, you could uh, doze off to um, what, like the Star Spangled Banner. Sure. <laughs> and that's how it, that's how the movie opens. Yeah. Have that's it what over. I doze off to for sure. <laughs> yeah. This movie was freaking awesome, right? Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Start there. Yeah. Oh my god. I forgot about so many things in it. I guess you overlook as a child, but it yeah. was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so when's yeah. the last time you all saw this? Because for me, it was when I was probably in my maybe ten or eleven. Yeah, middle school. Okay. Oh yes. It had been a while for me, and then about a year ago. I watched it and was similarly blown away because the effects hold up really well. I mean, we're going to, we're going to get to that in more detail, but when I say the effects, I mean more like the general ambiance, the kind of uh, signature image of the girl uh, putting her hands up to a static TV. I guess they, they accentuate the, the room vibes by having a strobe light light, because It's but it's so effective, like everything yeah. going on <laughs> yes. in the room is is such a cool cinematic visual. Um, and it feels like the, the TV could be producing the effect, even though, mm-hmm. yeah, they're definitely augmenting it. But it feels like organic in the sense that it's it's at least inspired by what a white noise would look like in a dark room with lightning yeah. and flashing yeah. you know one necessary trees two yeah. mississippi Aww. yeah so actually i remember that being something our parents taught us when we were yeah. younger but maybe it came from this movie or maybe maybe so the, TV, the tv is our parents <laughs> no no the, no the the storm thing no i, I remember know. doing a that joke. yeah uh yeah i remember doing that Good too one. and I don't know if I feel like mom told it to us before the movie mentioned it, but maybe she got it from the movie. Before. Right. I mean, obviously, this movie got it from the somewhere. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like a thing that that adults tell kids to comfort them, although it could backfire and it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we're talking about when you count when you hear thunder and you count 
until one, you count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, so many miles it is away. It's, is it the, that way or the other way around? Or is it the lightning, then the thunder? I think it's when you see the lightning, then you count until you hear the thunder. Oh, That's okay. at least how it yeah. happens in the movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and if it's, if it's, uh, if it's getting further away, then you're, you know, there's more seconds between the more lightning and the thunder. Yeah. yeah. So, Oof. yeah. Anyway, that was, that was really cool. The, the, I think this movie has like a lot of layers of commentary as well about like the family moving into this cookie cutter suburban neighborhood. They mention it even in the trailer, there's kind of this, um, acceptance but also a lot of movies of this time period commenting on this like just generic uh lifestyle that adults who are semi-successful are setting up for themselves and there's nothing generic about this house (laughs) 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 because it came with extra uh features so (laughs) extra haunts yeah but i don't know what did y'all what did y'all love about the movie oh where do i start I'll I like start. the pair. I'll, oh shit! Okay, go ahead, <laughs> dude. The the uh, the filmography or the the film the, the way that they filmed it was so beautiful, yeah. and it it stands up to like today's standards. It's so awesome how they the angles, some of the the practical effects, so good, so good. When he was peeling off his face in the bathroom. Oh god, oh, that crit that. Creep. I did not expect that. I was like, oh, this movie is rated R because, of this you know, like it was creep me out. dude. Oof. Classic um, hard PG. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then also then they do. Then there's like a, a, a lightning bolt that or mm-hmm. a strobe effect. And then all of a sudden his face is normal again. I'm like, thank God he actually didn't lose. His yeah. Face. I was like, is he losing his face? Is this really happening? Like, I don't know. Yeah, the, the movie's kind of a slow, it's not a slow build to introduce the ghosts like that happens early, but it's a slow build to like, this is directed. This is controversial. There's some controversy and in, in debate surrounding this, but this is from the director credited to the director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So but it's really Steven Spielberg. It, it, I think there's no definitive answer. Some um, direction from Spielberg, but not actually directed by him. Well, Spielberg produced this and his name, you know, he co-wrote it and he's heavily involved and he'll have his own um, very iconic movie coming out next week, which we'll be discussing. But ah. there was a clause in his contract to where he wasn't allowed to direct another movie. Hmm. So the controversy stems from the fact that it was Toby Hooper um sort of just the director in paper on paper where Spielberg was calling all the shots and he was definitely probably more involved than a normal like you know uh than a non-director normally would be (laughs) yeah and I don't know if we want to get into the Spielberg-esque-ness of it Mm -hmm. but so many so many shots that you've seen in Jurassic Park he, he Spielberg loves cars. He loves rain. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just so yeah. much to it that reminded me of a lot of his other films as well. Yeah, I think like the way the camera moves, it, it could be attributed to him, but it also does have like sort of the frenetic energy um, that could be attributed to uh, Toby Hooper's um, kind of uh, cinematic style as well. So it has if they did collaborate, it definitely kind of feels like the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, in terms of like legitimate, 
absolutely being terrifying and putting these kids in peril. Like when she's getting uh, sucked into the closet and just holding <laughs> on for dear life and like pieces of the bed frame are snapping away. Like you yeah. feel like you feel the visceral um, uh, scariness of it. Well, so. and that's the only part of the whole movie she actually got really scared during. And she said, <laughs> and she was actually like really scared of that scene. And then after it was over, like she ran to Steven Spielberg and he like held her and it was like, we won't have to do, we don't have to do it again. Toby Hooper like Aww. slapped her we and said, get back, out, get back in there, kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, you, Steven, go, go girl. Yeah. <laughs> Hooper Good was cop, kind cop. of notoriously not um, super kind to the, the actors on the set of Chainsaw Massacre. And they were in, mm. you know, 100 plus degree Texas weather. And so that was not a fun filming environment, but they weren't working with kids. So hopefully Texas Chainsaw Massacre Spielberg yeah. directed it. No, Toby Hooper. Hooper. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. He's the credited director of Poltergeist. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. So, but Spielberg is the credited co-writer <laughs> and producer of this. So. This has, again, I haven't seen it in so long, but this is absolutely in my top three best favorite horror films. Yeah. Nice. Hands, hands down, man. Like, Without anyone I mean, dying. I was blown away, <laughs> man. Crazy. It was so good. Do you, do you say that because you found it scary or the ambiance or just like a combination of, of all of that? Yeah, a combination for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not like there is that moment with the, the skin peeling off. Like this yeah. isn't a, um, you know, R-rated uh, gore fest by any means. But no. I think in terms of like effectively uh, terrifying, just the, the whole the the set decoration it actually makes this pretty what's supposed to be a boring house <laughs> look yeah. pretty pretty cool once they mm-hmm. bring in like the retro equipment and stuff and then yeah. you know the oh, tv yeah, the device is so cool the tv device is just cinematically such a, a perfect choice i mean mm-hmm. they're definitely commenting on i feel like in several scenes the characters are like either just pass it, it opens with them just passing out to a tv not like actually watching it and then it's yeah, it, like it started never anything so good quick. on it started immediately yeah like yeah. there was there was no here's the house here's this family it's just like immediately you're into it and caroline's just talking to the tv and she's creepy yeah <laughs> so you mentioned she was only scared in one scene. She, her performance is is so weird like in the sense that i don't i can never tell what i mean she's a uh, she's a little kid like i i can't tell what they wanted her to be going for yeah but she <laughs> did creepy. Time. Really yeah well. they're um, here yeah i mean if she was ever supposed to be going for not creepy quite the build-up yeah Oh. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she apparently in her audition she didn't get the part to begin with because she kept laughing. Like she didn't know how to like right. act scared. Really? And like she's terrifying in this movie. So I but don't know. If you watch her face closely, sometimes her expression will just change like on a dime to where clearly, <laughs> yeah, she didn't know what yeah. she was supposed to be doing. It's it's like not distracting, it's just interesting. It just kind of adds to the the yeah. surreality of and it. it worked <laughs> i would say there was one scene where it was distracting she was kind of looking like off to the right yeah. like somebody's guiding her off off camera off camera but yeah that was the young. only part and that did not ruin the experience 
No. They should have used the same technique they used with the dog, which was like placing food around oh, the set. Yeah. <laughs> the dog was great. <laughs> put, put cookies around. Yeah. The dog was clearly just like, they more were like, snacks, go, go get the more food. More snacks. Yeah. <laughs> and where the fuck chips. did the dog go? Hang out with the neighbors? <laughs> I was just like, going to say, it was probably a nightmare to like deal with it. They, they always say that the famous like rules of, of filmmaking are don't work with kids and animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they probably had to cut at least one of them out of most of the movie. Yeah. Cause it started uh, off pretty prominently with the dog. And then you're like, did the dog die or yeah. Yeah. No idea. Who knows? Um, so one thing that I really like about this movie from compared to other horror movies, especially when kids are involved is uh, there's no real suspense as to whether or not they're actually seen with the, the adults immediately see what she sees. Like yeah, it's awesome. they wake up after yeah. the, the um, spirits pass through the TV and into the wall and it's shaking the house. Like they've been through a earthquake. Um, right. But like the mother immediately sees like the chairs you know moving and she's like has a very strange reaction to it actually yeah <laughs> she well, finds it funny kind of... she's like interested well, she's like in playing it. with the ghost yeah yeah she's like, she's like oh look what i found out while you're at work and he's like what and he's yeah. like this is scary like what are you doing yeah. she's like she's... this is really interesting check it out she's like half in shot i think it, I, I mean i think it makes sense it feels natural that she'd be like not necessarily like scared because she doesn't know she's in a horror movie she puts a helmet on carol ann oh yeah carol ann. Oh, no she puts a helmet on the kit on the sun no, no it's, it's carol ann it's, it's, it's oh carol that's ann. carol ann yeah yeah okay the sun doesn't know they're like the sheltering kitchen. him from it i feel like like only her and carol ann know at yeah. first so the she, daughter's she never draws, there she draws a circle on the kitchen floor in yeah. chalk or whatever it is and then sets the kid in it and then he starts moving and then she moves from one circle to the other circle yeah, yeah. well first yeah. they demonstrated with a chair and then they demonstrated with like um hey, honey, you're sitting home. in a chair i haven't cooked dinner sorry yeah. that's kind of rude sorry but <laughs> hey honey you just got home check this out uh you can see carol ann move across playing the with floor. chairs the whole day yeah it's yeah. it's nuts but it's cool i mean like you said earlier Drew, it's, it's cool that they like point out that the mom immediately is like asking caroline like who were you talking to last night yeah like she's very interested she's not like just dismissive of it which i think right. is really cool and then she says are those the what is, tv people and mm -hmm. yeah the people yeah. on the tv or the yeah. tv people yeah cool ashley i think you were about to say something about the adult relationship we have a clip from craig t nelson and yeah. his wife character i thought this was really cool when you dive off it's like free falling okay <laughs> Yeah, this is great. And they she's smoking a joint, I believe. Yeah, they're they're getting stoned together. We're talking Olympic style. Okay. The clips are really quiet. I don't know if there's any adjustment you can make there. No, they are quiet. We can jackknife into the I'm not sure why. Twist, turn, and splash. Your diving days are over, she says. Right to the non-lift machine. Wait a second. Before, after, before, after, before, after, after. I just, yeah, I just really like them as a couple. I thought they were Dude, great. Yes. Yeah. Usually the parents are kind of like whatever and you like really pay attention to the kids, but I really like their relationship. And I, they were like a believable like couple, which I thought was cool.
yeah yeah i was telling um friend of the podcast jamie about this and actually made her watch the bootleg clip that i recorded from the theater and (laughs) it's just like it's so strange like he's sitting there on the edge like the tv's on he's reading a book maybe it has like reagan on the cover or something but he's like half reading a book and she's telling this weird story yeah about how she slept walked into someone's car and, and they drove to work by accident yeah and, and she he's woke just up like screaming. yeah 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 and she's like oh and then she's like uh big ed or she's like my dad and he's like oh ed <laughs> he like yeah. interjects like yeah, he's clearly yeah. listening to her but like uh, everyone is always doing multiple like they're distracted by just the the kind of um distractions of modern age for the time and but so it just yeah. doesn't like translate to the rest of the film him being like a good uh husband and father it's almost like they may have had a direction and then they ended up editing it way differently because that was that was odd i I think it's odd in the sense only that like he is set up to be sort of like he could be an unlikable character who's hawking these relatively cheap prefab suburban houses like when you see him doing a tour he's mm-hmm. char- charismatic when he's talking about it but he's clearly just giving them kind of a a, a bs spiel about about the houses he's like this is phase four it's the best phase yet and yada yeah. yada and then yeah. they're like where do you live and he's like phase one phase two or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um <laughs> over a uh, cemetery of course <laughs> oh surprise but any, anyway, he's like in an unlikable position, but doesn't come off as an unlikable character. Mm-hmm. So. so let's go. Let's run through the plot really quick. Sure. So go go for it, Ash or Drew. Um, They live in a house. It's on top of a cemetery and there's ghosts. That Vulture cause guys. havoc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked about kind of like how things escalate. They come through the TV and into the you know, they cross over through the TV, but there's also, when does all the closet stuff happen? Is that like the next night? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty so, quick. I mean, like the movie is very fast paced. So they, they survived the first thunderstorm, the first like creepy night. And then the next night there's another storm and he does the counting trick again <laughs> and it gets closer and closer. Oh, no. The sun does the, yeah, the, yeah, the, he does the counting and, trick and it, the storm's getting closer. And while he is getting swallowed up like in <laughs> horrifying fashion by this creepy tree, yeah. the um, they're all like trying to rescue him from being eaten out of the trunk and spit out into the pool or whatever. Yeah, and, that like, was nuts. Yeah, but meanwhile, they lose track of Carol Ann who gets sucked into the closet. Um, and then basically she's they can hear her voice through the walls, but they can't, you know, see her anymore. She's on the yeah, other side. Really sad. Yeah. She's still in the house and alive. Somehow. And then they don't go to the cops or anything. They end up going to see mediums to figure out like ghost hunters to figure out how to save her. Yeah. Which... Is that because of his job or because of, they just think they're going to get better results. What's the deal? I almost felt like it was because he didn't want to admit that the, there was something wrong with the house. That's what I thought mm-hmm. at first. And then I thought maybe, they knew somehow like knew there were ghost hunters and believed in that more than cop trying to save a person that's like stuck in the electricity. <laughs> like maybe yeah. they didn't want to seem as it's, they were like insane. <laughs> it's not entirely clear, but yeah. So they bring in three ghost hunters 
And those ghost ghost hunters are awesome and add yeah. to the storyline. Oh my gosh. They're great. So yeah, it's clear that they like have some level of they're not like um you see in some movies where they're faking it and then they there's there's this like tension of like of, the reality of it. Yeah, like, like, like the tension between they know the shit ha- has actually happened before. But, but they've never yeah, seen but on a minimal, like minimal, minimal scale. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. that's so. And then that's when they bring in Linda Blit. What's her name? Tangina. Tangina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just mean like sometimes the setup is like they're kind of scamming the people and right, then right. they encounter a real ghost. They're not scamming them. They just no. they describe like some of their most impressive encounters as like taping a, a car for seven hours as it moves a few feet across oh, the floor. a toy yeah. car yeah a toy car yeah and uh-huh. with with their um time lapse camera yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then they're like um anything you can show us here and they go open the door <laughs> to the bedroom which must be soundproof <laughs> by the way yeah for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the furniture is swirling around there's like a tornado in the, the bedroom there's the a lamp the yeah. lamp yeah what about There's the clown stuff, Ashley? How'd you like that? I fucking hated it. I forget- oh my <laughs> and God. I remembered it as like I saw the clown sitting on the chair and I was yeah. like, oh something happens with this dumbass clown. I know it. I don't remember when it happens. And he's like choking the boy out. And I was just like, oh, yeah. At the very and end, that was taken like and the I can't breathe when he says that he actually the child actor couldn't breathe. I was actually choking him and they oh, didn't realize shit. it. They thought oh, he was like ad living. So then they like had a- no <laughs> way. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was an iconic. Um, there's something under the bed, it, like fake uh-huh. out scene where he, he for Plenty some reason, he, he checked under the bed and nothing was under the bed at hated all. It. The entire yeah. film. Well, until it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he sleeps with this horribly creepy clown staring at him from a rocking chair at the foot of his bed. Which... And he always covers it with a jacket. So I'm like, why do you even have this yeah, guy? Maybe. I mean, yeah. you can't put it in the closet. Well, and cause... after all the shit goes down and at the very end of the film, the clown is still there. And it's like, why would you still have this fucking? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. You wouldn't. After all of that. <laughs> the clown has unnaturally long limbs. Yeah. Like, even before it comes to life, it's just already super disturbing looking with its dangly arms and inflatable tube man clown. All the yeah. better to choke you with. Yeah. It it uh, is uh directed or was originally directed by Steven Spiel- Spielberg, right? It the movie? Yeah. I don't think so. No. Okay. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to draw correlations. Yeah. Well, um, the correlation is that. Steven Spielberg as a kid was most afraid of clowns and most afraid of a tree outside of his window. That's where those two came from. So let's make a film for my kid. It's scared <laughs> from, from your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the connection there, Derek, is that um, Stephen King writes a lot of stories like this and they wanted him to write this screenplay, but he, he turned it down for money reasons oh. or something. I read. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the son, it's it's so weird. Like Carol Ann has a very memorable performance and she's off screen for a good portion of the movie. Seventy five percent of the film. Yeah. Which sure. is clever because she works in short doses at the start of the film, but putting her in the walls and just having her disembodied voice is in the, in the is, TV. Yeah. More yeah. more so, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get these like really emotional scenes where they're trying to contact her and they're like using different emotional, uh, they're just like pulling different emotional strings to get her to respond to either to the, 
to the father or the mother character and like all the yeah. the mediums are there and it's just like it's really um it's really heart-wrenching like yeah and it felt really stressful it watching it too and i was like i just felt yeah i felt really bad for the parents. mother actress actor what however you would like to describe her was amazing yeah mm-hmm. i thought or, yeah, or yeah she least, was really good at least sold it throughout the entire movie great mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Joe Beth Williams, and I don't really know a ton of things that she's from. Oh, she's from The Big Chill. That's an important movie. Um, Ooh, Kramer nice. versus Kramer. Yeah, so she's she's probably a pretty uh, well-known actor, just not uh, so much to me. But yeah, she was she was great. And Craig T. Nelson, coach, of course. Um, they are kind of again just they're feeling like real fleshed out characters. Um, flat hair, there's our catchphrase. Yep, <laughs> slushed out. Yeah, except when he's staring in the mirror and uh, then flushes off, he's ripping off. his flesh off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but let's kind of so we've talked through probably two thirds of the movie, but then the conclusion is when they are trying to reach her, and shit just goes completely bonkers <laughs> for the last 30, 45 minutes. It's a long climax yeah, it is <laughs> yeah i mean maybe too long but i don't know how did y'all feel about the whole like last portion of the movie perfect okay. time. perfectly perfect timing for me at yeah. least. okay i have one bone to pick about this movie okay why did they stay in the house for one last night why did they do that yeah i mean that's such a oh i thought they movie didn't trope. they moved out or moving oh, out and they're like Steve oh we have one more night before we stay in the holiday inn Steve left and they then left the fucking wife and the son stay at home, right? Was that no? What so they, they aren't staying that night. They're just bathing and relaxing and lounging until he comes back from like oh, six at hours end. at the yeah, office. Yeah. yeah. But like, what? but they just, they just yeah, saved they her, let their, their daughter down completely. out of, and they just like went back to being like, oh, it's a normal house. I'm going to take a bath. What? Yeah. 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 No. Okay. That yeah, made me really mad fuck out of there. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of the movie I loved like my my down, only, but that scene. Oof. My okay. only issue with the film was it did start to lose some of the like writing awesomeness towards the end. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of picked back up. I, I don't have a great example, so it's probably bad. Well, that's what I mean make, by but... just kind of the pacing. Like this yeah, is a, a longish long. movie. And I mean, these are such minor quibbles. Like I was yeah. with it the whole yeah. way. And it's okay. I feel like to uh, this, this is another level of like, get out of the house. Why are you staying in the house? Once you can escape it, just, just go. Um, it definitely takes that horror movie trope to the next level. And it's yeah. totally convenient that he like goes into the office or whatever. And it's just gone all day right, right before right. they leave and comes back when shit is completely it's, hitting the fan and the house yeah. is collapsing into the ground. And her like, wife's about to drown with all these skeletons. Yeah. Like he definitely <laughs> wouldn't have just left them. Um, I mean, from <laughs> right. everything we know. About well, he had to go to get his point. stuff from his, you know, his office. He was sure. Yeah. Well, maybe just take him in the car and, and, and pop yeah. in while. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but the rest. Yeah, of take him great. with you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a valid, that's a valid complaint. And um, it just, it does set up, I think this kind of like a very effective tension, you know, that there's gonna, they're not out of the woods yet. And then she's like, she gets, she goes gray, like a rogue. Oh yeah, that's cool. 
Yeah, and her daughter's she, like, what's up with this uh, gray in her hair? And she's like, yeah. isn't this punk? Yeah, <laughs> except <laughs> except the reason she's taking a shower is because she's also dying her hair. Like yeah, that's how she's that's how chill she is because of her daughter. Yeah, but I just mean that's how much they let their guard down. She's like just doing a, a leisure. Oh yeah, she's dying her. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> she's lounging in the in the bath and 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 doing a perm. So yeah, anyway. after they just got her their daughter out of a TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they would dye her like, hair, take a take a bath, stay in the house. This is a beautiful. It all bath, makes though, a though. bunch of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was a bit of a flaw. The fact that this is where kind of the suburban commentary comes in. So they go up to this hilltop and he's Steve, like Steven is like business partner. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the owner of the development company that he works for. He's a salesperson. He's their best salesperson at selling these these uh, suburban houses. So they offer him a have primo lot. In of the next like level that they're going to develop. The only problem is there's a graveyard up there and he, and Craig T Nelson is like, eh, isn't, uh, aren't these graves an issue? And he's like, no, we'll just move them. Um, and that's <laughs> so like, realizes, I've done it before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So but he leaves the bodies there. Yeah. Just moves yeah. the headstones. Much like cheese and park in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Just, oh, is that what happened there? There's like five to 6,000 bodies. That part. <laughs> I never knew. That one. Yeah, huh. that, adds, that spices things up when you're <laughs> yeah. playing volleyball. Yep, sure does. Huh. Just little bodies everywhere, Christ. and they cut yeah. them up into pieces so that they could fit more than one in like a casket, so that um they could save money. Oh my god! Wow, well that's a juicy detail. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> oh, just All guys right, say. so say cheese, man. Is turning into. <laughs> The history of this wild place that Ashley's aware wild, of. Wild, wild west. Or say cheese and die. Classic goosebumps. Ooh, that's story. true. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, well, what else um, do we want to hit from this movie? Like the practical effects we've talked about a little bit, but also there's a mix of practical and kind of, uh, how did y'all feel about the ghost effects? Animation. Yeah. Um, um, this is early days in computer. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I liked the ghost coming out of the closet, like the big, huge creature face mm-hmm. thing that was like snapping at him. That was really sweet. The little like arms that came out of the TV that were kind of green, those were pretty cool. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I actually like liked all the effects. I was expecting to see something be like, oh, this looks dumb, but I really it, liked them all. Yeah, it's it. I don't know. It feels of a piece, even though like the the sort of like just light moving through the air. Yeah. to represent the spirits could look dated in a sense but it, it just feels cool. like consistent with the analog like tv uh and visuals the- and everything and, else and knowing what what year this came out as well, well. this is the oh, like, okay. this is the special effects company ilm that worked on star wars that i mean so nice. this is oh, like shit. cutting edge for the time wow yeah. okay and they had like the storm clouds rolling in and stuff like even that i was like this is cool yeah i don't know i really yeah love the special yeah. effects and but and then like we I, I don't know i mean this is uh so this is two years before nightmare on elm street when they have that like bedroom scene with the where oh. they built a set where they could just like flip the the yeah, bed turn around, around and have yeah. the blood like pouring down and, and everything but they have like i don't know what the hell is going on in the bedroom here with like the wind and oh, i don't know they, what kind of practical stuff is happening there yeah it but 
that's what makes it fucking awesome too is that but i mean it's it's real really... that's not a special effect they're oh they're, yeah they're yeah blowing all the furniture around and moving it all around for sure yeah and then so, the so steak I... the steak that was moving on the table Oh yeah, that was. Oh, oh my god, that was. Christ. I forgot yeah, what to bring the that up. Fuck, yeah. man. So they had like a. So they had a person underneath that little table, and he had yep. like two little things, like inchworm things with a string, and so he was like moving the <laughs> snake. But it looks really good. Like it, does. it looks alive. Well, that doesn't seem that hard. Yeah, <laughs> to pull. But they did the same thing with like sure, the chair. But, but I still... thought it was like cool to have like a prop master for like a yeah. piece of steak. And like, why was the steak moving in the first place? That's what tripped me out. And it's like, oh, what the fuck? Why is the steak moving? <laughs> And then all of a sudden the steak starts like opening up and it was, oh yeah. And scary. That's like, so one of the, one of the mediums wants a midnight snack and he goes and takes a ribeye (laughs) out of the fridge. To cook up. And and he's got a chicken, he's got a chicken wing in his mouth the entire time. He found a chicken wing, put it in classic, you know, put a chicken wing in your mouth. Yeah. People people have no problem helping themselves to food out of their kitchen. The the person who's working on the pool oh, yeah. is uh pouring himself coffee and eating stuff out of the her like pot on the stove yeah. <laughs> through the window. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what's going on here? And it's kind of like it has scary scenes, but it reads off as like almost like a comedy. Kind of like yeah. um, what's that Tom Hanks movie where there's like the people next door, but it's like a horror. But not the verbs. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of have that's like that vibe, which I really like. It does at first, and then it gets it it, it really does pull off the tone of like mm-hmm. switching more to a horror movie, but with some moments of of levity like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I'm I'm I mean I'm horror is my favorite genre, so it would be hard for me to say this is like in my top three, like Derek said, but I totally get it. Like it in its, it's own so well done. Yeah, in its own it's vein, not the like, best, it, and it's not the best horror film, but like just overall, it, it it is a horror film in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's and it's so scary. fucking well done. But yeah, yeah, the aesthetics, like I can't get over just how you need a couple key visuals and a signature visual in a movie, and uh, for the signature visual in the movie to be a TV. <laughs> it's just like seems so obvious but oh, your tv just so turned well. on dude made you look yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it really like in the, the the noise the white noise i mean it, like again it's so obvious in hindsight that that would be a smart like way to connect everything but uh yeah it's it's a really brilliant device and so. then at the very end they get the hotel and they push the tv out yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> and I was like, "That's good, good idea." Yeah, good idea. yeah. And I was wondering if they're going to toss anything else out, but I think it's just the TV. Yeah, they toss out like three clowns and a few. <laughs> yeah, other- <laughs> yeah. They they finally get rid of the fucking clown, throw it outside. <laughs> yeah, I would. It would be hilarious if the kid like brought it with him, but who knows? That would have been a fun little. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he's egg. like, actually, I love it. And you're like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, um, I think. That's about all I have to say for now. Do y'all have anything else? No, I just really liked it. <laughs> well, nah, they're here. They're here. We, we're here. We're, we're here. We're, we're here to stay. So last week we were deprived of Ashley's poetry because we were um, powering through Stranger Things. But I think it's time for another round but will you be deprived again i'm just kidding i wrote a poem (laughs) (laughs) bring it on Uh, uh, um, okay let's hear it 
Cuesta Verde is quite the manicured place to be. A California planned community with perfect yards as far as the eye can see. A little too perfect, if you ask Steve, Toby, and me. The Freeling family started to experience some real weird shit. With chairs rearranging and their daughter talking to the TV, a bit odd, the family admits. Carol Ann, the curious little pipsqueak, won't stop talking to the TV ghost. So she's pulled into the electrical realm. Perhaps they're looking for a child host. Medium starts showing up at the house because the Freelings chose them over a cop because the paranormal activity is not an easy realm to stop. So they walk around and are intrigued by how haunted the house really is and think, gee whiz, we should get an expert in here. They won't pass this ghost quiz. <laughs> in walks Tangina, the medium of all ghost hunters, who comes with the brightest plan and ties a rope around the mother so she can go get Carol Ann. <laughs> Success is had and everyone celebrates, but not before they have one more sleepless night. Oh, wait, they stayed in the fucking house one more time. Jesus. Surprise, it's on top of a graveyard. Time for a ghost for more ghost crime. They get out of the house as it's sucked into a vortex, just in time to grab the older daughter, who is most definitely not just having sex. Hmm. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Called out um <laughs> called out the older daughter who we haven't talked about at all because she's yeah. mostly not present in the in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but she anytime she says anything, like the mom refers to like a hotel and she's like, Oh yeah, that's right off of like I-95 and the mom's like, how do you know that hotel? She's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, no, never mind. And then she I... shows up late with like a hickey on her neck. And then like, she's just, yeah. A little I don't know. Maker. She's, I don't know if they're implying she's been having sex at a hotel. Yes, oh, they were. They absolutely. I think they were. I don't wow, know if I missed that. Okay. Oh, dude. Yeah, they absolutely were. I know she's like yeah. talking on the phone to a boy and stuff, but yeah. And, wow. Okay. And why, yeah, is, it, why is a teenager going into a hotel? <laughs> well, I, yeah. I totally miss that. Is odd. Um, yeah. That's probably um, why you missed it. Cause I, I caught me off guard, but yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Why does it, why is a teenager having sex in a hotel? Yeah. Well, one, the, as At usual, a party, sure. Maybe great poem, Ashley. And the, the yeah. only question it brought to mind for me that I forgot to discuss was they do this breakdown in the movie of poltergeist versus haunting. Yep. And a poltergeist oh, yeah. is more of like a temporary, temporary situation yeah. and they're just like coming and going, but you said that they what did you say that they wanted from Carol Ann? Uh to guide her they they knew that she well they oh Jesus Christ. Oh, I called her a child host. So what did like what were they after? I mean, they were just annoyed that the house so, was built. So they there. were yeah. they were stuck in between life and death, and then they had a child who shouldn't have been in their realm. And so they were confused and trying to like pull on her to get back to being alive well was she her like putting her hands and connecting to the tv that did give them entry into this world you think hmm. i don't know <laughs> they might not have been able to cross over without without her i think they needed participation yeah, they needed her. So yeah. that's kind of interesting and so, i guess yeah, that's like, why i said child host because i was like it seemed like they were using her for something but i wasn't positive cool um yeah. well that's oh, cool yeah cool Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it for the first part of our discussion of Poltergeist. We'll be back to give some final reactions. thoughts. Oh, yeah. Some final thoughts, some thoughts reactions. The reactions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Classic. Dirk. Yeah. Classic. Dirk. Reverb. Reverb. <laughs> but for now, we're going to move on to our favorite, favorite segment. segment. R- Ring the <laughs> blank. Blank. <laughs> very smooth um incredible but segue. before we do ashley looks very annoyed 
<laughs> yeah, I hate we that. should <laughs> we should uh, play an ad from our fake sponsor, right? Yes, we have a fake sponsor for Rank the Blank. That's how we rake in the big blanking bucks every week. <laughs> <laughs> All over America, dogs are catching it. Mommy, mommy, but she's got it. Look. It's the High Pro Glow. Oh. The glow of good health. Eat it. I think he's got it. It's the High Pro Glow. Dogs are possessed. in bright-eyed energy, and it comes from Purina High Pro Dog Meal. Purina High Pro gives your dog more protein than any leading dog food to help give him strength and energy on the inside. This is an amazing The glow of good health on the outside. Give your dog the glow of good health. Give him the High Pro Glow. Do the dogs glow in the dark after they have it? Uh, they do. You should see the commercial. Yeah. Yes, they, they do. They don't glow. call them golden retrievers. <laughs> for nothing. Oh, nice. <laughs> Glowing. Um, Derek, good news. Um, we've got uh, 80 cases of 40-year-old dog food for you to feed to your, your dog and try out that high pro glow Ro- for yourself. Hey, Roxy, you want some expired dog food? Yeah. Oh, her, her ears <laughs> parked, perked up. It's yeah. not expired. It's vintage. It's aged. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, thank you uh, to our fake sponsor, Perina, and everyone rush out and get that high pro glow flavor that I'm surely <laughs> sure they haven't discontinued. But to explain Rank the Blank, this is where we uh, pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, obviously, creepy closets. Mm. Very obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ashley. Do you have some examples for us before we get to our choices? Yeah, there's like the ring, saw, Carrie's mm-hmm. worship closet. There's those kids playing in us, which like makes me really stressed to even think about that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, the like closet closes behind them. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, they're going to die. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really creepy closets out there. I watched Carrie recently, and I mean, her mom locks her in there and forces her to pray anytime she does anything not to her liking so yeah that was a close second for me but a I punishing closet yeah um and derek is moving into a closet as we speak yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, all right well um do we have any way for people to participate and rank the blank new release podcast instagram do it cool. respond to it talk about it um yeah. we have some responses but one of them, I don't know. So Lion Witch in the Wardrobe is just kind of funny, but could be scary. That is, um, I mean, I think that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. And then the armoire and the conjuring. Yeah. They go into it oh, like, fuck scare. you. Okay. Yeah. I don't want it's, to think about that film. Well, you're welcome. I tell you, I'll tell you what's creepy. Little um Native American um no. toys Idiot. in the closet. Yeah. Oh, in the cupboard. <laughs> well, I Indian forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, and they like is battle it... each other over the salt. I don't remember. That yeah. is not creepy. That is awesome. <laughs> in hindsight, it's kind of creepy. Uh, or in um, weren't like all the toys from the puppeteer puppeteers puppet puppet master weren't they in a closet? And in... at some point, um, not exclusively like hiding but... with all these other toys, and then they murder people. Well, sure. there's some fan fiction where they do talk about the origin story of the toys. And they are, they do start in the closet. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Derek, yeah. for the clarification. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm not picking any of those. Okay. Well, okay. Um, our nominees. Thank you for our uh, followers that gave us those responses. Thank you. Yeah. Very creative thinking outside of the horror genre with those answers. So, obviously, the nominee from the movie, I don't even know that we've like talked much about 
the closet scene. I mean, uh, Carol Ann is being, uh, you know, ripped from the comfort of her bed by like a tornado vacuum pulling her to the closet. You know, like we said, while the the sun was being uh, eaten alive by a tree. (laughs) (laughs) So they like first introduced the closet as kind of like the portal to the other dimension. And then later that's how they have to tie a rope around. They tie a rope around the mom, right? Yeah. 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 Because she's the only one that Caroline will come to. Right. So they tie a rope around her and she has to enter through the closet to um, to escort Caroline back to this side. So. Yeah, very creepy, very like um, expansive of a closet. And they, well, oh, the other really disturbing thing is once when Carolyn, Carol Ann gets sucked in, all the, you know, furniture and everything from the room is in there. So they go upstairs and they can't find her and they have to like move uh... everything out of the way. And they think that they see her. It's like something under a blanket. And it's the just clown. A, it's, is it the clown? Of yeah, course. it's yeah. the freaking clown again. Yeah. Throw it away. Darn clown. Yep. Hopefully and then they good. come out and then they come out of the other like universe. They're covered in like goo, like pink goo. It's really good. Yeah. Ectoplasm. That, yeah. Did not love that. Mm. Okay. So there's well, that. It <laughs> reminded me of Stranger Things. Yeah. There's a lot of Stranger Things in, in this movie. Like the upside down world is mm-hmm. similar to this nether world that she's stuck in for sure. There's some, they're taking some inspiration and the communication through the TV like lighting up and stuff is very Stranger Thingsy. Stranger Thingsy. Yep. yep. Great. Um, I'm gonna go with Josh Hartnett playing Zeke, um, the drug dealer in high school in the faculty. I don't know if you guys remember this scene, but there's two like kids. They sneak into the teachers' lounge and they see all these teachers coming in to so close the closet door, and they see one of the teachers is like older and rejects the um, the bug that goes into their ears. And then they're like, she'll be okay. And they like go to like go to like move her scalp and her brain, like her head comes off. Yeah. Comes off and like melts off. Yeah. Yucky. Yeah. I, I do old. remember. I do remember that scene. And it's like, they're not, this is kind of a movie trope and it'll tie into my answer as well, where people are observing things they shouldn't from yeah. <laughs> in a closet. And you always like, can't quite tell like what the people can see, like whether, the character can see out, but because of the angle of the blinds, they can't see in. Yeah. Suppose you know theoretically they can't see in, but if you move up or down or something, you're just waiting for them to get caught the whole time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the tension yeah. is strong, and in my choice, Blue Velvet, <laughs> probably my favorite movie. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin's character Jeffrey is watching Isabella Rossellini and Dennis Hopper's insanely scary um, character. Um, sexually assaulting her and he's watching um her naked there's like a voyeurism component he's basically knows he shouldn't be seeing what he's seen um, both the, the violence and the you know her in a very compromised position and he gets busted um <laughs> so she pops in or you know notices the movement in the closet and and um pulls him out threatens him at knife point and then makes him get into his own vulnerable state and take his own his clothes off so there's a little oh. twist there yeah <laughs> creepy okay. i mean creepy is an understatement for this movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah that's my choice okay 
so mine is and similarly to like the the old creepy closets that you see in most horror films where you can where the character can see out mm-hmm. but you would imagine that somebody can't see in uh is the halloween in, in halloween the film with jamie lee curtis and she okay. finds some dead bodies but i'm pretty sure she's hiding in the closet and then a dead body is in there with her right that sounds like it would add up i don't know there's yeah. there's, there's, there's like this you know math good thank you multiple bodies <laughs> yeah there's a weird moment where like uh, Michael Myers clearly staged <laughs> the bodies because, like, you somehow. open the closet yeah, and it like somehow. the body like swings out. He's like, this is after this is not long after he dresses up in the the ghost costume and puts glasses on to impersonate the dude joker. with glasses. Yeah, it really is <laughs> so like funny, man. He's yeah. goofing around. Yeah, so good choices all around. I mean, Ashley. Typically, we start with the movie itself. I would say the movie closet has the most going on like it's the, the closet itself is evil yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's more than one scene or like more than one thing that like leads you into the closet yeah so, yeah it's really the only choice where the closet itself yeah is the is the creepy thing it's usually what's happening outside the closet weirdly yeah so um, pretty high for the movie yeah then. yeah um sh- I don't know how to do this one. I'm last. I'll just take it. Okay. So we can start. I've never seen... eyes are very similar. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Blue Velvet, but I mean, that sounds. So scary. the movie. I would went... almost. I would the say the movie win. wins and then it's yeah. me and then it's Drew and then it's Derek. Yeah, to... that works for me. Um, okay. Wow. The movie the won. On top. Dang. All right. And I mean, it's it's a d- definitive like. I mean, uh, like, I just can't. I was, I was actually trying to think of more examples of this, where because monsters hiding under the bed or in the closet, it's usually a miss. It's like a um, misdirect, typically. Um, but there's nothing <laughs> misdirecting about this movie. It is no. a straight up portal to the other hell dimension. So, yep. <laughs> Seems like a fair winner. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, Hi Pro for fake sponsoring us this week. Derek, let us know how Roxy's glow is looking. If it's green, then send it back. If it's golden, then um, you're good to go. Keep it going, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Keep you up. But that's it um, for Rank the Blank this week. Now back to our feature presentation. Ten minutes later. <laughs> Ashley, what is the buzz for Poltergeist? How's this sucker doing? It's doing really well. <laughs> Everyone's going to see it. They love it. it came out around Halloween. Great Not timing. True. I said around Halloween. Obviously, it came out in June because that's when we are. Oh, but it says it came out in Halloween. <laughs> Wait a second. No, it was re-released for um, later in the year. At oh, Halloween, okay. But, I was yeah. like, I saw like an October 4th release and I was like, I'm confused no. by this. Makes more sense. Well, people are loving it anyway that it came out in the summer and it's scary. Yeah. 
um, including some people saying one of the most fun haunted house movies ever made. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely does fall into that camp. I don't know why we haven't really talked about it as a haunted house movie, but that's uh, one of my favorite movies that was inspired by this uh, is House. The movie. Oh, I can't even. I don't know if I can ever watch that again. Yeah, it has much campier. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. House? It has kind of campier, mm-hmm. goofier special effects, but also some really disturbing. Right. I'm adding well. that yeah. to my list of. Things I remember a particular scene in that, and I still like don't want to watch it because of yeah. That. Oof. Um, All right. Um. I'm anyway, people like this movie. It's ruse going really well. Um. One from Ebert, unless you have a clip from him. We do actually. Oh, nice. Kind of a controversial one. A good summer thriller with good special effects. It's not a great movie. I give it kind of a moderate recommendation. Our first disagreement. I feel so bad about this picture that I think that I'm starting to like Rocky Three a little bit more. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Except for one door closing and the little childhood fears of being in the dark at night. And then all this mumbo jumbo about spectral light, afterlife. I felt that I was not too far from that garbage movie we once made a dog of the week. Uh, beyond and back. Beyond and back. <laughs> I thought that this, Roger, you just tried to give an explanation, you know, with the, something in the closet. Wow. Damn. That was, yeah. that was rough. I did not expect that. Dude, I didn't either. Yeah, Damn. Siskel wow. okay. was not a fan of this or Rocky Three. so. Um, <laughs> I'm Shout sure. out to our previous episode. Well, yeah, two, two yeah, weeks two, ago. Two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Um, slow start to the summer for, for them. I'll be, I'll be really curious to see what they think of some of the uh, movies coming up, but yeah, uh, at least Ebert gave it a mild recommendation. <laughs> how did it, how did it do in the box office? Not bad. Not bad. That old, uh, our good old um, recon wrath of Khan, uh <laughs> stole the number one spot. So star Trek two had the franchise power to nice. um, come in first Rocky three still holding on to the second spot and then poltergeist um nice. 6.8 million so in fewer theaters half as many theaters as star trek so i think this was kind of like a slower rollout horror movie um we'll see how it sustains because it's going to have some stiff competition from its own producer <laughs> next week <laughs> Uh-oh, but, watch out but yeah i think it, i think that's probably a success by what they were expecting would you guys consider this i mean i mean i can guess but New release three, or old news? Three, two, one. New release. Releasing new. Definitely yeah. a new release. Yeah. Definitely amazing. a new release, man. Uh, so good. I don't want to remake or, or anything like that. It's just a really no, good movie. No, There's definitely two, don't remake it. There's two sequels and a remake in 2016 or 2015 that Jeez. I totally forgot about. Yeah, I'm never um, going to watch it. Haven't this. seen. And they were supposed to, I don't want to. <laughs> have another remake in the works announced a few years ago, but I don't know where that went. Um, so what do you keep giving that signal for, Derek? Uh, just keep it moving forward. We are. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm talking as fast as I can. No, I was thinking you guys are crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so on a scale of zero to 82, how early eighties is this movie? I'm going to leave so it up Co- to y'all this we week. We have Conan the Barbarian with 70, Rocky three with 76, Stranger Things part four, part one through four with 80 out of 82. <laughs> what about Poltergeist? Hmm. Pretty high. Yeah. I, all these movies are going to be high. It's it's going to be really tough to differentiate. Uh, this one's 
This one's higher than Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's, I guess it's an 81. Well, well, then we might have to knock Stranger Things. We'll have to recalibrate. I knew we were going to have to do that. Yeah. It's okay. But, so you want to give Poltergeist an 81 for now, and then we'll base yeah. it on like, yeah. Okay. I mean, everyone knows what we're watching next, but there's just no way anything can can top that. But Does yeah. everybody know what we're watching next? They will oh, soon. They will. Okay, so that'll go right. an 81 out of 82 for now. Yep. Um, right. And then what do we want to include the new re- release gift shop? So each week when you we watch a movie, we take something from that movie and change it a little bit and then sell it for profit. I've got an idea. Ooh. Okay, That's ready. A- so did you see that mode? The what what motel did they stay in? Motel Six? No. Uh, I don't know. Holiday Inn. Yeah, Holiday Inn. If you didn't pay attention, they had the Holiday Inn had a really rad, very retro, neon sign. I Saw think it. we should sell new release in mm. a retro uh, version sign? of that neon sign. Yeah. <laughs> that is. A it it has nothing to cut. do with the movie. But yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. Um, <laughs> but but when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, that's what we got to sell. So maybe I'll what just if the neon, on the side. What if the neon sign just flickers, like yeah. the TV does? I was gonna, uh, yeah. I mean, the obvious thing to sell would be something staticky, like a static filter that just goes Ooh. over any kind of modern TV to make it look like white noise. <laughs> oh How about gosh. anti-static or like? St- Pro static. Uh, what do you put in your your laundry when you dry your clothes? Anti static, uh, but fabric softeners. Yeah. But anti static. But that's static, so it adds static. Oh, that I like this. Like also oh, goes pop, pop, pop when you take it out, which I love. Yes, like extra pop. Yeah. And then in the dark, you can actually see some of the. Okay. Yeah. So stat a static static sheets. St- yeah. Thank and you. And they're shaped like little ghosts. Okay. That Thank might you. be that might be a viable product. Let's see. Let's let the market bore it out, bear it out. But um, uh-huh. yeah, sweet staticky. So, all right. So if you want your sheets. clothes to be very staticky once you dry them, throw these in, and buy your your grandma and Jesus. Um, perfect. Those are pretty good. Um, okay. So static shoots. It is. I like it. Um, what are we going to watch next week? We haven't teased it out enough. Uh, have we not e teased it out enough? Have we not phoned home for our <laughs> answers? Sure. Haven't Elliot. Yeah. Next week we're watching a, just a little alien movie. It's a casual a joy, a mother's love, a friend's devotion in this season of peace. Share the magic with your family. <laughs> I can't wait for this. The extraterrestrial from Universal Pictures. Rated Millie Bobby Brown's favorite uh, sci-fi film. Newspapers. Oh, that is that what you said? Doing press? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, E.T. is the template for a lot of the movie, uh, you know, for Stranger Things and a lot of what we've talked about. So super excited to revisit that and see where it stands. I don't really remember all time new release (laughs) canon. So 
that's it for this week. If you want to follow along on your airborne bicycle, then you can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcast and follow at new release podcast on Instagram. Ashley. That's a haunt. <laughs> oh, shout out Jerry Goldsmith. who did the music. <laughs> Yes. In record time, we're mentioning the composer. <laughs> yeah. We always seem to <laughs> talk about how good it is. Miss, after. miss one, one like important aspect yeah. of a film, but it, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>